pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left. We're a radio show about video games, the best of video games. We've been doing this for seven years and we are slick. My name is Steve Curran. Mine is Philip War. And I'm Anne Scantledry. And for the next hour, we're going to be bringing you the best in video game music. That's sort of chiptune related things. Although I saw on Twitter this week mm-hmm. somebody losing it. Oh, really? Losing it, saying, listen, video game TV producers and radio producers, just because it's about video games doesn't mean you have to play chiptune music, you know? It's the 90s now. We're past chiptune music. Wait, so can we play any music that we want? Well, apparently, according to this man, we can, but we choose to play chiptune music. Because it's lovely. Because we like it, yes. Uh, So we're going to be playing some of that. We're also going to have a couple of features. We're going to have some wide-ranging discussion about video games. Perhaps the nature of art and video... We're not going to talk about that. We're just going to mess around, really, talk about video games and how good they are. Uh, Philippa. Yes? You excited to be here? I'm really excited to be here. I love being here. It's the best. Is it the best? It is the actual best. What makes it the best? Have you been on other radio shows? No. Okay, so we're the best of one. Yep. Mm, Makes sense. Happy with that. Yep. And how have you been? Oh, you know, Steve, the best and the worst. Have you? Yeah. What's, what's been the best thing that's happened this week? Uh, uh, Cornettos. Oh, your tweets no, have been so phenomenal. So many Cornettos. Why are Cornettos so good? Just ice cream, isn't it? In a thing with a chocolate bit at the bottom. I know what a Cornetto is, but why is it so good? That For those exact reasons. Okay, and what's been the worst thing that's happened to you Not this having week? a Cornetto. <laughs> really? So if you, listener, listening to us live on Resonance 104.4 FM or on the podcast, if you've got a Cornetto... Send it in. Team at onelifteleft.com. <laughs> Brilliant, but we're not alone, are we, Anne? No, we're never alone. We are joined by Paul Lee from Brainbow. Hello, Paul. Hi. How terrified. are you doing? Don't be terrified. Don't be terrified. Don't make us come over there and hug you. So oh, Paul is uh, Paul is representing today. He's representing the up and coming, the youth of the video game industry. He's a software ne- software engineer. How long have you been doing this for? Uh, oh, about. 
two or three years independently. Two but months commercially. Two months. We're on the cutting edge, Steve. Just a youngster. Ten years' time, this man's going to be running the games industry. We were there first. We made him. It's a One Life Left exclusive. I'm excited. Time for your news. It's 7.04 on Monday the 2nd of December. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. The PlayStation 4 has been released and it is the fastest selling console in UK history. Sony sold 250,000 units in the UK over its launch weekend, outselling Microsoft's Xbox One over the same period. In the first 48 hours of sales, the console made Sony around £87 million. Sadly, Sony has declined the opportunity to put all of that money behind the bar at our Christmas party. Shame on you, Sony. So that's it. Game over. Game over. Sony's won. Yes. It's over. Console, we're calling it. One life left to call it right now. Sony's a winner. Game set and match PS4. Is that how this works? Yeah, I, um, some, someone has to win something, don't they? After all of this build-up, <laughs> like somebody should get launched into space so what's, at least. What's the, is that what, the prize? What is the difference in sales between PS4 and 360, uh, Xbox One? Something like uh, 12, 13. Yeah. No, we don't have those numbers. No, we Eight don't have those figures down. We don't down. have those figures yet. Okay. <laughs> Waiting uh, for them to come in, Steve. Philip, what does all this sales gump mean for the video game industry? It means there's a fair few people with PS4s, isn't it? It's going to buy some games, going to play some of them, maybe okay, give some of so, them back, pass them around. All right. So what you're saying is the fact that Sony have sold some <laughs> consoles means some people have bought some consoles. Can I just say, what else could it possibly mean, Steve? What, what else? I think that it, a lot of people um, on social media um, <laughs> have been saying how excited they are about things now. And maybe, you know, with the release of new consoles, it gets people a little bit more involved, a little bit more excited, and a little bit more back into games where maybe once they had sort of become a little lazy. Shall I tell you what it means, Philippa? It's, it doesn't mean anything. It's willy-waving. <laughs> There's don't nothing wrong with Willy. that expression. Don't say Willy. It's biology. No, it's don't fine. say it, Steve. I don't want to hear it. Paul, do you have a PS4? No, I don't. Are you getting a PS4? Um, maybe eventually. Do you know who has a PS4? No. Simon Byron. Does he? He does, he does. doesn't he? I was with it's him nice on Friday. It's nice of him to he show was, up for our launch show, isn't it? cradling it. The okay. next generation was literally resting on his shoulders as he tramped towards the station. Paul, do you have an Xbox One? Mm. No, I don't. Mm, are you going to get one? Uh, maybe eventually. Interesting, interesting. Paul, do you have uh, any consoles? Yes, I do. Which one? Do you have a uh, PS3 and okay. 360 at home? So, so they're out in the lead at the so moment. You're, you're what <laughs> is known, known as a late adopter. Yeah. Simon Baron, classic, <laughs> classic early, early adopter. adopter. Also classic, leave the thing gathering dust for months and months. We'll see whether that happens mm. with his PS4. Few who got faulty Xbox Ones at launch are now to be gifted with a free video game of their choice. The early adopters are now being forced to wait for a replacement, but are being rewarded with a digital download of one of Dead Rising 3, Forza Motorsport 5, Rise Son of Rome and Zoo Tycon. The uh, replacement consoles are expected to arrive within the next week. If it means getting a free stuff, One Life Left is happy to receive exclusively faulty goods from now on. What was wrong with these Xbox Ones? Well, predominantly uh, faulty disk drives. Okay. But apparently other faults are being treated in the same way and you're going to get a um, free game 
was it just failing to read the discs or was it doing anything exciting? It was uh, so the um, the disc tray was mm-hmm. coming out, mm-hmm. and then and then a second one was coming out the other side. <laughs> what? <laughs> then the, they started flapping like wings and trying to escape <laughs> and trying to find their way home. That sounds excellent. They're so, the migrating Xbox. So ones. this is super kind of Microsoft, isn't it, Philippa? This is really nice of them. Yeah, really nice of them. No, it's a good PR move. I mean, you know, like what what else could they do in this situation? Two that games wouldn't make them look like two jerks? games. You should probably pounds. find them up. Oh, that would have been nice. But you know, this is probably going to cost them a free slightly puppy. less. Oh, but a puppy is for life, not just for Xbox. Chris Box. Chris Box. Chris Box. Chris Box. Chris Box. Chris Box One. Puppy One. Is, is there any precedent <laughs> for this kind of stuff? Because, you know, consoles have broken before at launch, haven't they? We had the Red Ring of Death. What did they do about that? I can't remember. I actually had a thing with a, a Red Ring of Death, and I think they just, they did replace it, no quibbles. But right. it wasn't, you know, you didn't get, like, showered with treats or puppies or crisps or anything, really. Is this why you're not an early adopter, Paul? <laughs> yeah, probably. Because you don't like running the risk of free games, especially something like Rise. I don't know what Rise is like. Is Rise good? I haven't played it. No, and it sounds like you're one of those. You're going to having me on. No, it sounds like <laughs> one of those ones that's about um, history. It is. Do you not mm. like history? I hate history, Steve. I hate it the most. <laughs> Bravio has been criticised for the microtransactions in racing game Angry Birds Go. The game, which is currently only available under soft launch in New Zealand, has in-game advertising and cars available to buy for a hundred New Zealand dollars or seventy non-New Zealand pounds. Rovio has said they will make changes to the game before it is properly released, although it hasn't specified what changes will be made. Angry birds, more like angry nerds when they get their bank statements through. People were furious about this on the internet. So angry. I saw them. People are quick to anger on the internet the best of times. You want me to pay loads of money for a thing that I don't actually need? $100 for a car? I'd never do that. Ever. Not even in real life. Not even a real life car. 100 New Zealand dollars? I don't even know how much money that is. This sounds like so many dough. Three numbers worth. But still, Romeo, you're not having any of my New Zealand bucks. What if children buy it? That was the thing, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a game for kids. Yes. And kids don't have that kind of disposable income. Well, maybe they should. Maybe they should work harder. I guess it, yeah. Fair point, Philippa. And it depends uh, what kind of kids you're talking about. Maybe they are uh, aiming this exclusively at the children of celebrities. Maybe this is one for Harper Seven. (laughs) New Zealand Mm. celebrities, though. Yes. Maybe this is one for the cast of The Hobbit's children. Or maybe they're cultivating a new generation of competitive Angry Bird racing children to go on and compete at the Angry Birds Racing World Championships and earn lots of money. I mean, that seems feasible. That seems likely. Or maybe they're just trying to make loads of cash. That's oh. the most likely, isn't it? I mean, this is this is what people do with uh, iOS games, isn't it? They put it out in a country, they test something, and then they tweak it. Why do they have to send it to New Zealand, though? I thought we sent all of the bad stuff to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point, I suppose. Maybe um, they thought it would take a while to filter back, like, the bad news. Guys, we've we got the internet now. hear about it for a while. <laughs> So uh, you've never have you ever have you ever microtransaction? Yeah, I oh I can't remember which game it was, but I had to stop playing a game because I was starting to get too. My microtransactions were becoming macro. Really? Yeah, okay. it was becoming a problem. Something oh it was, it felt like it was something like there was betting within the game. No, it was um, some kind of football game, and as the footballer, you could buy uh, stuff to bet with. 
and I was becoming addicted to betting okay. in a game. Oh, it was awful. It is awful. Really, I nearly had to call up the, the betting authorities. Paul, is this the future of games? I'm not answering this. No, you, <laughs> I'm a software engineer. You are I don't the, know about this stuff. You're the future of games, Paul. <laughs> 10 years' time, 20 years' time, you're going to dictate whether microtransactions exist or don't. Do they? Uh... Yes, but they'll be better. <laughs> Good answer. Ashes Cricket 2013 has been taken off Steam after terrible feedback from players. People who bought the game complained that it was not fit for purpose. Publisher 505 Games admitted that developer Trickstar Games had been having problems with the game from the outset and promised to refund anyone who paid for the game. A game about cricket shouldn't be that hard. One person throws a ball, another person hits it, and then everyone drinks tea. I love cricket. I know you do. This is why I put this in, so Thanks. you can now just talk about cricket for a bit. <laughs> but I can't, because there's no one here who cares about cricket, is there? Um, oh, no. I care, Steve. I care about your it's interests. And it's a bit of a disaster for 505, isn't it, yeah, as well? Yeah, it's not good. They cancelled the game after it came out, which is <sighs> unprecedented, I think. Yeah. It, it just sounds like... And, and their statement that they put out, just sounded so like you know, and usually we we like to think that we are a safe pair of hands to put something through. And we've let down cricket, we've let down games, we've let down everyone. I guess the issue here is that for this game, they had kind of a hard stop in the deadlines. They had to get it out for the Ashes. Yeah. If they miss this, then they've got another two and a half years to go until the next one. So. And they th- said that there've been a lot of um, there was problems with the engine, and they'd had to put everything back. And but they were assured that it was it was definitely right. I think it's like one, when one of our fi- uh, feature <laughs> contributors sends in something and says, "Sorry, I know this is last minute, it's de- but definitely, definitely, it's totally fine." Totally fine. No swears. No swears. No swears in it at all. <laughs> Just play it, Steve. Don't worry about it. Don't listen to it while it's on air. Just it'll be fine. Yeah, you got to feel for them a bit. Haven't yeah, you? You, re- you really do. Uh, and I love cricket. You do love. Would you have bought this game? That's all I've got to say about it. Is I love cricket. Like I, um, I don't know. I've, I played one of the older cricket games. Mm. It's quite a hard sport to reproduce in video game form because it's so elegant and so beautiful. I was going to say, are there any good cricket games? Mm. Are there? the best? The best cricket game that exists um, is by friend of one life left, Bennett Foddy. Oh, B Fod. Mm. Uh, he did a little flash game called Little Master. Uh, before Quop and Gurp, which were his breakout games, and in that you play a batsman, and it's re- it's really got so it's just you know it's not very realistic, but it does have something of the um, nice graceful stroke play of cricket to it, and it's very very addictive. Uh, you're nodding, Paul. Yeah, I've played it. You, you like it? Good, yeah. Yeah, thanks. See, have you played actual cricket? Yes, I was really bad at it at school. And were you good at the game? Um, I don't know. I think it was okay. There we go. Wish fulfilment. Perfect. All we all we all aspire to do is to be okay, like <laughs> at, at best. Okay. Just, just let's not embarrass ourselves this time, and that's what Bennett Foddy allows us all to do. So thanks for that. And finally, expect UFO sightings to be up one thousand percent come two thousand and fifteen. Amazon has plans to deliver your games to you in thirty minutes using unmanned drones that fly in the actual sky. The online retailer will use terrifying robot birds to drop packages directly at homes across the US in. 2015 with Amazon Prime Air. This follows changes in the Federal Aviation Administration's rules on aerial vehicles. Rumour has it that Amazon has a drone game in development. In the first level, you'll have to pilot your own drone to deliver the game to you. This is ridiculous and has nothing to do with video games. You can buy video games! Well done for putting it in the news, because it's super exciting, exciting, isn't it? it? And also stupid. It's not going to happen. It can't happen. 
surely. I get that it's a, it's a future and a sort of dystopian vision of these horrible things buzzing everywhere, uh, dropping off canisters of supplies, where supplies are the Gossip Girl box set of season oh, five. Amazing. But, you know, it is, it's a horrifying, uh, I think it's a horrifying idea, and I think it's terrifying, and I love it. You want it to happen, don't you? It would. I do not think it would work in in London. It would have to mean that you were never any further than thirty minutes or fewer from a drone hotspot pod generator. I'm happy with that. Are they going to have them all over the country? I, well, I assume so. And I think the thing about it was that they um, that they. I don't know. I, I, I had something to say and, and sort of backed out of that. And it's okay because it's, it's not like this is live radio or anything. Were you about to make a joke? Uh, a I joke was, that wasn't well, going to come off, a know, dubious, dubious joke. The thing about this is as soon as the news broke last night on, uh, on Twitter, oh, which goodness. is where everyone gets the news, everyone was scrambling to get their drone jokes in mm. as soon as possible. Um, I got three in. Really? Yes. How many retweets? Uh, several, actually. Several Four, retweets. I believe. Four. That's, that's on not one bad. Them, maybe. Got to be pleased, <laughs> but pleased with that. Um, I, I did a joke in the middle of the night. Yeah, 3am. I got, got 23 retweets. <gasps> last kind of, no big deal. It's, it's, you know, it's not Literally, one of the big ones. What was the joke? Was it actually deal. funny when you woke up in the morning and looked back and checked your retweets? It's not, it's not, you know, I'll leave that up to the retweeters to decide. Mm. But the thing I was going to say is that most of the jokes had to do with people shooting them down. Because that's it, right? It feels yeah, like a video game suddenly. And I'm not sure how they're going to stop people doing Do they fly high, too high? Why have you got um, well, a have giant... they down unless they drop it down your chimney. That's true. You know butterfly catchers? What if you just got a really big one of those? Or what if you knew that net? there was... Um... That's what happens in Animal Crossing, isn't it? I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, you yeah. have to capture the... the um, you use the catapult to That's pop the right. balloon and then the present falls down and sometimes it falls into a tree and you have to shake it down and then sometimes there's bees. That's the right. Problem. That's right. You're right. Mm. So, wow, it really is going to be like a video game, Steve. It's more relevant than we ever thought. Thanks, Anne. <laughs> One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry. <laughs> This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show and drone discussion group. Yeah. 
Who did this music, Steve? This is VCMG, and it's called Golden Lonely. It's from chipmusic.org. It's lovely. Yeah, thanks. It's a little bit of a chilled-out piece of chip tune uh, yeah. for... Um, for a chilled out radio show. Simon's not here and it's lent a little bit of... Yeah, you know, a little less aggression today. A little today. less aggression. <laughs> That's good. That's good, I think. Yeah. Because um, we have a very special guest on the show today. We do. Very special guest. We issued an appeal to our listeners. And we said, listen guys, Simon's not here, so if any of you, are, you know, want to take this opportunity to have a, have a nice time on the radio <laughs> show. Isn't nice? Um, then please get in touch. We had a few people. Yeah. A few people writing. Two people from California wrote to us and said, um, can you, you know, what, what about us? I was like, you're probably in the wrong country. <laughs> um, which was nice. It was fine. It was nice of them to yeah. offer. They, they thought we did this sort of stuff via Skype. We don't. We don't. We like to look people in the cold, hard eyes. We do. Talking of which, <laughs> Paul, thanks for stepping in. Oh. I don't think I should have. I'm terrified. Don't be terrified. Oh, don't be terrified. It's all going to be fine, Paul. Paul, it's an exciting time for you, isn't it? Yes. It's a really, really exciting time because uh, not only are you just a couple of months into your nascent career as a video game developer, an industry stalwart in, in 30 years' time, he'll be, he'll be winning the awards. I know. For and we'll be right legend. there behind. He'll we be will one be. life left, Paul Lee. He will. Mm. Everyone is. Uh, we may not have cleared that with you mm. first, but just so you know, that's your official name now. Mm. If you sign up for anything. Mm. Change your business cards. Um, but not only you, have you just joined the video game industry, you've just released your first game. Yeah. So, uh, last Wednesday, we released uh, Dr. Newton's Great Brain Adventure. Dr. Newton's Great Brain Adventure. What do you do in Dr. Newton's Great Brain Adventure? Uh, you go around in a Zeppelin and you solve puzzles. Okay. Puzzles. In a brain? No, in a Zeppelin. <laughs> well, I just wondered if in the Zeppelin went, went into a brain. Mm, like no. inner space. It'd be amazing. Um, so what are the puzzles like? Uh, they're logic puzzles. So um, a bit of maths, a bit of... Uh, shape recognition sort of things so it's sort of a professor Layton-y type thing maybe like brain training those yeah. kind of uh, those kind of games and it's for ios ios and android okay both of the big hitters thought about windows phone um no not quite yet okay hmm, that's a shame so um we're you know you're a software engineer what language do you work in uh, we work in Objective C. Objective C. <clears throat> okay. What's that? I don't know I don't, what that is, as opposed to regular C or C sharp or whatever. I don't even know the difference between those. It's basically C. It's, it's more objective. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So it's not it's subjective. It's an objective. Yes. <laughs> what is the objective? Make video games. Interesting. That's a good objective to yeah. have. It sounds like a language for us. Do you feel godlike when you're making games? Yes. That's really? why I like it. Do you think that the power is going to go to your head? Um. I guess so. It's a danger, Paul. It has to be. A, it has to be a danger. Yeah, I've considered programming some drones. Get some. Uh, interesting. 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 Oh, so maybe we should get in there ahead of yes. Amazon. Maybe if we get our own drone company, you can do the. One Life Left Drones. We should do. I mean, we do. We literally do. We really do. Every every week between seven and eight. One Life Left a package for you under the. I was going to say sink. I don't know why they'd have access to a sink. But One Life left, left you a, a message. Left oh, very package. good. Left, left, left you a message. That could be relevant. I mean, basically some sympathy favourites for that. Yeah. Zero yeah. retweets. No. Zero retweets. No. So who else is on your team? If you don't have 
all of the power. How many people mm. made this game? Oh, I think there's about ten of us. Ten? Yeah. What else does everyone else do if you've, <laughs> if you're the man in charge? Uh, mm. About three artists. Okay. Uh, four software engineers. Okay. That's quite a lot of people, Paul. Uh, I'll be honest, we've only the budget for one of you. Oh. You're going to... Oh, we didn't explain to you. This is an interview, because One Life Less has been working on a game concept for quite some time. I mean, it's not really gone far. It's not gone very far. Um, it's basically to do with us. Yeah. That's as far as we've got. We want to be in a game, we so want- we're going to have to make a game to put us in it. Also, we want to monetize ourselves, so okay. you've got to think about microtransactions involving us. Yeah. Um, oh, they could microtransact super special presenter guests. Yeah. Mm. Philippa, as a <laughs> bonus character, you can pay 100 New Zealand dollars no, for her. No, 101 yeah. New Zealand dollars. Better Come than on. the car. Come on. Better than the car. <laughs> Uh, so what's a, how long do you think that'll take you to knock us up? Could you, uh, yeah, how long could we, how long <laughs> it take to I knock mean, us all up? We've got about 34 minutes. Yeah. How long does it take to make a game, Paul? Oh, see, Dr. Newton's was in production for, uh, before I was there, but I think six, eight months. You should probably oh, get cracking mm. if you want it done by the end of the show. You should pro- probably get on with that. Six to eight months. Yeah. It takes almost nine months to knock one life left up. <laughs> Makes so much sense. So where can we find the game? It's available on the iTunes App Store and Google Play. What do you recommend we search for to find it? Uh, Dr. Newton. Dr. Newton. Okay, we'll do that. Okay, brilliant. Uh, I'm going to put on local news. We'll be back after this. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi and welcome to One Life Left Local News. Arkham Asylum is still trying to become a breakaway sovereign state from Gotham City. The ANP, Asylum National Party, has just published their manifesto for the forthcoming independence vote. In the manifesto, their leader, Salmon Man, says that whilst the asylum will have some independence, other things will need to be shared with Gotham City. These things include Gotham TV with newsreader Vicky Vale, the sewers in case Killer Croc needs extra space, and tall buildings with internal gargoyles that are needed for decorative purposes and not for Batman to hang off. The No campaign has been accused of tiring the asylum voters as crazy alcoholics with strange accents who prefer to live off the state rather than do an honest day's work. Voting will take place in six months' time. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Letters. Chris Stewart writes, Dear team at One Life Left and super special guest, that's you and you. Ooh. I was thinking, with this Steam sale happening agreeably frequently, Humble and all manner of other bundles and certain subscription services like PlayStation Plus, gamers actually have it pretty good right now, don't you think? Do we think? 
Yes, I think it's brilliant yeah. time to be a gamer. Especially if they can manage to wait a few weeks after a game's release when it'll drop in price somewhere around. In fact, the only games that seem to be exceptions to this are Nintendo titles. Do you guys think that the early life sales of some games are affected by this fact, with people holding off on purchases because they can get the game for cheaper or even for free somewhere down the line? Of course, the other side of all these bargains is that people don't have a chance to play all the games they buy straight away. So the second part of my question, hold up, we haven't dealt with the first Whoa. part yet. Come on, Chris, give us a second. <laughs> so do we think people are holding off on their purchases? They I know for a fact for that you are. Because I said it last yeah, week. Yeah, you said it last so week. So well done for listening, Chris. Um, I don't, uh, because if I think of something, I know that I will forget to play it in future. So if I think of a game that I want to play, I immediately have to buy it uh, for fear of forgetting. Okay. What about you, Pip? I, uh, well, for work I get things sent before they're released, so Ooh. I tend to... No, sorry. So I don't really have to buy it. No, I don't really have to. I mean, but if I did, I would. I tend so. to wait. I tend to wait because I am a freelancer and therefore money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Paul? Uh, well, I usually do wait until they come down in price. But for thinking about changing that policy now, because the problem is when you don't play a game when it comes out, you can't talk to anyone exactly. about it. That's true. Exactly. It's social, isn't it? You want to be in on the hype. Yes, exactly. Anyway, Chris goes on to say, the second part of my question, we're ready now, Chris. Okay. Thank you. Do you think that we've never really had it so good? Maybe we're slowly drowning ourselves in games that we want to play, but never will. That is true for Simon Byron, for sure. It's true he, uh, he says that he buys so many games that he doesn't know what to do. Mm. It's the Steam cell. It's the Steam cell. Yeah. He just collects really them is. like Pokemon cards, doesn't he? I think it's true. It's kind of it's kind of nice to have those things. It's not a bad place to be in, is it? Having mm. not too many games to The play. problem is whether it's good for developers, I suppose, mm-hmm. uh, because developers are having the price of their games forced ever downwards. So some of them are struggling. I think we, uh, we heard... We heard reasons not to join those sort of sales yeah. last week from our guests. Mm. 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 Okay, next letter. Thanks, Chris. Dear Anne, Stee, and this week's SSG, if you find someone we did. We did. Uh, this weekend, I played both GTA V and Lego City Stories for the first time. I preferred Lego City Stories. Do each of you in the studio have memories of a weekend that made you reevaluate whether you were perhaps getting a bit too old for mainstream gaming? Thanks. Make sure you have lots of fun this evening to annoy Simon. For instance, try to bump into someone from Doctor Who as you leave the studio. Happy Christmas, Steve Owen. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Steve. <clears throat> Philippa? What was the question? <laughs> Have you ever had a weekend that made you think, and I imagine this probably stretches beyond weekend time, oh. uh, have you ever had a time when you felt that you were maybe too old for mainstream Do you gaming? you know what? I've had that the last few weeks when I have absolutely monumentally failed to get excited about PS4 and Xbone. Just don't care. Really just not excited. You see, I can't tell whether that is a part of getting old or whether that is to do with the launch lineups mm. and the fact that this change from uh, the, the last generation to this one has genuinely not introduced anything new. It's not those, a massive leap. Those games are... Well, people say it's not a massive well. leap in terms of graphics or, or whatever, and it is sort of shiny. I do get that point, but I think it's more to do with the actual experiences that avail- are available. There's not a single one of those experiences that you cannot already have in some form on the previous generation. And I'm more interested in the experiences than I am the graphics, because I'm old and my eyes don't work as well as they did, and I'm squinting, you know, it all looks the same to me. 
the experiences I am interested in and they're kind of the same they're a bit samey I, I mean I think we we haven't got our review copies of the consoles yet <laughs> not yet I know that they've gone out you said that they've gone out to key influencers yeah we were told that the ex exponents have gone out to key influencers did you get one Pip? I didn't I'm not a key influencer well, well you're in good company because mm. we, we're not we key influencers we anticipate that we maybe aren't in the centre circle but I think that we must at least be second you know circle what, if they want people who are going to influence keys then that's the problem that's a bad marketing strategy. They want us who are going to influence readers and, and purchasers. What's the name of... The, you know how you've got often have two keys for your front door? Oh. The deadlock. Yeah, you have the deadlock. We're more sort of deadlocks, aren't we? Yeah, we're just there. We're, we're not solid. the Yale. Stay, we're not Yale. We're not... We're, no, and that's fine. We no, wouldn't pretend to be Yale. We're not the everyday. We're the special, you know, you use them every now and again when you really want to be secure. Yeah, we're the, we're mm. the uh, deadlock influencers. Mm. And so, uh, so look forward to that. Thank you, Microsoft. <laughs> the yeah. deadlock of the game. Philippa. Hello. I'm just going to get the uh, letter up. Oh, yeah, don't don't worry about it. Take your time. Well, do you know what? Anyway... Dear Anne and team and SSG, one of the most touted new features of the new Xbox is the cloud processing. Hopefully this will lead to the AI characters in games acting much more realistically, for example, what the driver tar in Forza should be. In any games have you, pl- you have played recently, can you think of how situations may have been played out differently if the AI had behaved much more like realistic characters? For instance, I would like it if in Assassin's Creed, the guards of a city just got really depressed because of the amount of co-workers I'd killed and started having to go to therapy. Love the show. Lawrence! Well, thanks, Lawrence. So we're looking for, basically, flaws in reality in Mm. video games. I think they're mostly flawed, aren't they? I think that's that's sort of inherent, really, isn't it? I mean, they have to be a, a slightly skewed take on. I saw someone getting annoyed on the internet the other day about Grand Theft Auto, about Grand Theft Auto 5, and how in that game you can steal a police car but then when you're driving the police cars at uh, sorry driving the police car at top speed away from other police cars the ones behind you can go faster than you mm. which doesn't make any sense because you're going at the top speed for yeah, a police car yeah but they're trained speed driver police officers right, i see so they've got some extra extra yeah. speed in the in the they know how feet. to work those accelerators they've done that <laughs> driving test plus thing yeah the yeah. point i guess the point is that it doesn't matter, does it? Like, video games have to behave stupidly sometimes to make the games better. And if oh, yeah. if the point was that once you got a police car, you could outrun every police car, then the game would be fundamentally broken and worse for it. And then the people complaining on the internet would be like, well, it's ridiculous. I could just steal a police car and then I can get away from everything, including the police cars. Didn't think of that, did you, Rockstar? <laughs> so, yes, that's why things don't behave realistically also um, because video games are stupid and we hate them. But you That's wouldn't be able to have like power fantasies and anything either because the game would maybe work out that you weren't the most interesting person in the world and the people you were talking to would get bored and wander off. And It'd be like real life. Yeah, it would just be I dreadful. don't want it to be like real no. life, Steve. That's why video games. Make it stop. Escapism. <laughs> uh, more music.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, a show about video games, a show about why video games are so strong, so important, so valid, so artistic. Wait, isn't that what was on Channel 4? Ah, yeah, that did happen, didn't it? We yeah, actually... we do it weekly, Charlie Brooker. Get that down. We do it every week. Can't come along with your once-a-year show thinking that you're being culturally relevant. We're culturally relevant. Well... We aren't. I mean, in certain terms. I mean, we turn up every week. That's about as good as it gets. We did actually have a letter about that. Oh, we did. It's interesting. It said, uh, Hi team, long-time listener, first-time writer. On that Charlie Brooker documentary, he said that Twitter was a game where the main aim was to score as many points as possible by getting as many followers as possible. Do you agree with that viewpoint, or do you think it's better used to bully Marvel comic artists and constantly (laughs) spam people to try and get them to listen to Hall & Oates' You Make My Dreams Come True? (laughs) Also, if Twitter is a game, do you have any tips on how to complete it? Also, was the fail whale the kill screen? Bye from Phil Harrison. Actual. It says not that one oh, in brackets. That is but still, thank, thanks for your letter, Phil. Uh, super, super kind. Of, we do, we do enjoy using Twitter as yeah. a game, don't we? We. Um, it is a game, though, isn't it? But then, uh, any interaction with your friends should be fun, and as such, you should. There's, there's a gaming element in any interaction. I mean, certainly the stuff that we were talking about earlier about the number of retweets we got for our yeah. drone jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, that was. That, that's the gamey element of Twitter for me. Mm. And, and it can be kind of uh, like paralyzing in that puzzle game sense. Because I sat there for about 45 minutes last night going, I'm sure there is a joke here about drones that no one else has thought of. Because I had this thing, you know, there's this type of musical drone and then there's drones and those are almost the same word and there's something there. Brainstormed for it a while, brainstormed it for a while and then... Do you have a whiteboard up? It's mm. a good idea. It's a good idea. Yes. Yeah, so Should Twitter is an excellent game. That was a, that was worth pointing out. Do you have a Twitter account, Paul? Uh, yes, I do. Oops, oh, sorry, uh, sorry, Paul. Do you have one? Yes, I do. You do? A very unprofessional one. I don't really want to share. Really? Cause oh, because <laughs> ours are super professional. Ours are yeah. super yeah. professional. Ours are all about the business. You know that thing that you can put in your bio that yeah. means nothing, where it says uh, opinions. Opinions are my own. Opinions are my yeah. own. Opinions are my own. Not not those of my employer. Any opinion you read on any either my account, Steers here, Anne's account, is the opinion of One Life Left. That's One Life Left. It's the opinion of One Life Left and the opinion of the BBC. It's the opinion of One Life Left and the opinion of Radio 5 Live. It is, actually. It is. It genuinely is. But But you can't really hear it on Radio 5 Live because it's on medium wave. That does introduce more legal problems because you're saying that everything you tweet is your own view and then you use retweets. You're stealing other people's content. There are views, too. Mm. My views are your views. And your views have always been my views. We only retweet things that we thought of first. Yeah. That's it. Fair. Just to validate the other person. All right, then. Party. 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 Oh, party. Charlie Brooker's not having a party. We've got big news about the party. We do. We do. We are sellouts. Sellouts. Complete. We've been trying to sell out for seven years now, and finally we've sold out. Very exciting. Not in a way that gets us any money, apart from the ticket prices, and actually that's not really helpful to us because that's just going back behind the bar. It's going into your faces. Well, mm. actually, it's going onto your chest. Oh, because we are giving people badges as well. Yes, which is exactly where One Life Left wants to be. We want to become badge producers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and distributors. We're going to distribute them solely via drones, though. Yes. Is that going to be our game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Badge Dro- distribution badges. Drones. Something like that. Are you coming to the party, Paul? 
Uh, no, I sort of wish I was now. <laughs> I mean, of course you wish you were. Of course you know, were. It's going to be the best party that's... Unfortunately, this. it is sold out. However, there are going to be tickets available on the door. You lucky people. We will put details of that up on the One Life Left Twitter, which is at twitter.com slash onelifeleft. Um, but yeah, we're really, really excited. There's going to be karaoke, new songs. New songs. Heard details of two of the songs this week. Very, 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 very exciting. Uh, going to reinvent a couple of the old classics as well. And some Christmas music. It's not just about karaoke. It's also about drinking and disgracing yourself. Yes. There's going to so. be uh, games upstairs, singing downstairs. There will be a bar. We will all have a lovely time, and hopefully there'll be a pantomime. We'll see you there. It's on the there will be a pantomime. It's on the fourteenth. <laughs> it's on the fourteenth at the Burlington Arms. You don't have to say it like that, but Anne's been working on that. It's kind of like Anne and Anne and Philippa are doing a harmony thing. <laughs> One more time. The Burlington Arms. Arms. Was that in? No. no. <laughs> time for Doctor Avatar. Doctor Avatar. You're needed in surgery. Dr. Avatar, operating room dictation on patient Aaron Kama Samus. Operative diagnosis, brain astrocytoma from occupational exposure to gamma radiation. Estimated blood loss, 100 cc's, OR time, 6 hours. Ms. Aaron was admitted on an urgent basis for resection of a massive brain tumor discovered on routine Galactic Federation imaging. The patient went undiagnosed for decades as she is self-employed with no access to benefits or regular health care. Ms. Aaron was placed under general anesthesia and a left temporal bone craniectomy was performed. The astrocytoma was resected with adequate margins, though a portion of normal cortex was unavoidably removed. Given the patient's stable symbiosis with brain and body parasites, we elected not to intervene on these. Ms. Aaron awoke and was oriented to time and place, but will likely suffer permanent deficits to neurocognitive function, memory, and what little personality she had to begin with. The patient will be transferred to the intermediate care unit with a consult to neurology to manage future seizure risk. Since many of these tumors recur, we will see her again in six months' time. Ending dictation for patient Aaron Kama Samus. It's the One Life Life Reviews section. Cutting-edge reviews for video games and more. No, just video, just games. video games. That's what we do. We're a video game radio show. Philippa, let's start with you. You said you've been playing some games. Hello. Yes, I have several, but uh, I thought I would talk about Gorogoa. Which... Gorogoa. Yes. How do you spell that? G-O-R-O-G-O-A. Ding. Indeed. So what it is, is it hasn't been released yet, but you can download the um, the uh, preview build. Um, and so you've got four panels on the screen, and with each of them you can interact with different bits of the game world, and you have to line them up and make them do things, put them over each other to make people move from one bit of the screen to another, you know, that kind of thing. It's a really interesting, unique beautifully drawn. I've played this. I wouldn't be surprised if we've reviewed this before on the show. Well, do you want me to go again? No, no, keep, no, no. 
keep talking about Gorogoa because <laughs> it's, it's interesting, right? These things are very painted mm. um, segments to, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Uh, to a picture and they, like you say, you drag them over each other, they overlap and then things interact and move inside the painting, right? It's mm. kind of like a very old school point and click, yeah. but not one where you're controlling a character, more one where you're investigating these scenes. Yeah, and there's no sort of like, you know, look at, eat, you know, that kind of interface. It's very much a kind of... I've changed my mind. Intuitive. It's not like a point and click. It's like a hidden object game, isn't it? Mm. Uh, find, the, find the object game, but sophisticated. It's a hidden object game for the f- sophisticat. Mm, that's what I just said. Mm, but I changed it to sophisticat so that I could pass it off as my own opinion because you thought of it, but I thought of it first. Didn't work. Got so radio I evidence. It. Too late. it. No. So uh, what's good about it? Uh, it's very beautiful and it is when you know how the story works you can kind of just speed run it and it's like having a bedtime story and I just really love that you speed run bedtime stories <laughs> you must have been a weird child <laughs> faster come on people. my parents were busy <laughs> Okay. Just get to the end. Yeah, quickly. <laughs> Happily ever after. <laughs> Come oh, on. Upload this to Game Facts. <laughs> right, so... Did we 100% Red Riding <laughs> Come on. So, uh, you enjoyed it? Yeah, Good. I really did. Good, magical, bewitching, a yes, little bit twee. I didn't find it so, actually. Okay, you're a twee person? I didn't find no. it twee. It's, it's magical, it's no. weird, it's interesting. More <laughs> games should exist like that. It's flawed, but but who amongst us isn't? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Score? Seven out of ten. Paul? Uh, I've only just started playing Gunpoint. It's all right, you've played yeah. it enough. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> well, I've basically got to the bit where you jump on someone's face and you start punching them. Okay, so... It makes a really funny noise. Yeah, that, that, you've just described all of Anne's experiences with video games, <laughs> apart from Papa Sangre 2, where she horrified her flatmate by looking like a ghost. Yeah. Um, so this is the very well-regarded stealth game, right? Uh, and um, it's a few months old. Yeah, a bit older than that, I think. All right. I think it's about six months old. It's Tom six Frost could be a few. Six is just two fews. Yeah, right. Wow. So tell tell us about uh, what you what have you enjoyed in Gunpoint? Well, I haven't gotten very far in it. It's all right. You played it enough. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't but let the man just, tell you how just, much you need to play it. Rely on your brain. It's just jumping around and punching. There we go. <laughs> as far as I know. Are you enjoying it? Yes, it's hilarious. Brilliant. Good jumping around That's and a punching. Sense of humor. Uh, what's your favourite bit so far? Jumping on someone's face and punching you. Uh, what's your least favourite bit of it? Uh, jumping and missing someone's face. Uh, and I can not understand you. how that would be annoying. Yeah. Uh, enjoying the narrative? Yeah, the, the jokes are pretty good. Okay. Is there anything else in the game? Uh, what's the I'm, sound I'm like? I'm sure there's the, oh the sound of punching someone in the face. Yeah, what's, what's the brilliant? Po- what's the, what about the playability? Uh, Lastability. You, you can click on things. Yeah, do you think? How long do you how long do you reckon it's gonna last? Oh, it's just punching someone in the face has lasted me a few days already. Okay, good wow. score. Oh, it's brilliant. So seven out of ten. Fair. Fair. Uh, Steve, I've been playing uh, guacamole. Really? Yeah. Oh. So this is. Um, you do some punching in this as well. It's a video game. <sighs> Don't do it in all of them. Uh, so it is set in Mexico on uh, Dias de la Muertes. The Day of the Dead. That one. Um, and there's the village is supposed to be having a celebration. You are some kind of field worker. Um, get up, you, you go out, you, go, you have to go to the church to find the dude in the church. 
Um, and then the uh, guy that runs the village, his daughter comes to visit you. Turns out she likes you a bit. Only, uh-oh, gets kidnapped. You've got to go and save her. Um, however, somewhere along the way, you end up getting killed. Um, and then you are sort of fighting in both the world of the dead and the world of the living. And you're fighting uh, the dead. Okay. In all of them, because it is the day of the, the day of the dead. Literally. Um, so yeah, I mean it's good fighting dead things. It's great. Uh, it's uh, it's funny. It definitely has humor in it. A lot of the side missions are to do with punching chickens or to do with chickens, which is funny. Um, so I heard this game was beautifully produced, yeah. really, really nice and cute and fun, but a little bit full of internet sort of jokes, internet memes yeah. and stuff, a little bit annoying in that way. And also, I think, you know, uh, I don't know who made it, but obviously it's set in Mexico and it's uh, quite a cartoony Mexico and... The appropriation of Mexican culture is perhaps um, problematic at times. Like, if you're just saying, oh, it's fine, it's all funny and we're all laughing and, and it's it's just a joke, that's okay. But I don't know, it just made me feel a little bit like, okay, are, are we laughing at or are we laughing with? Which were you doing? I mean, I, was, I wasn't I was laughing. <laughs> I like to keep it safe. If in doubt, never, never just laugh. don't laugh. Just uh, don't laugh. I don't think so, listeners to this radio show have that problem. No. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, um, that was my only sort of questionable thing. But it was a lovely, lovely game. Um, super fun. And the fighting was pretty hard. Question. Which is good. Yeah. Is there any guacamole in it? Like, no, what I is found the... so far. Okay. I was wondering if there was like, maybe an avocado theme. Hilarious play on words. Oh. It's um, hilarious. It's oh. pretty funny, although I didn't laugh. Um, just because, in case. Yeah. Um, so I would give it, for that very reason, 7 out of 10. Steve. So I've been playing a game called Paradise... Oh, that sounds like a lovely place to be. Mm, it does. I'm going to struggle to describe this because I don't really understand it. But okay, I decided go. I would go for this right now when Simon is not here because it's absolutely the sort of game that he would hate. Like, there is no way he would consider this a game. I'm not sure it is. And I think most things are games, such as Twitter. <laughs> Okay, do you want me to channel Simon? <sighs> yeah. Well, tell us about it and we can tell you if it's a game. So someone told me, someone said... Uh, is it art? Yes. Um, I mean, it's the sort of thing that people definitely would go, Roger Ebert, don't you understand? This game's art. And then go, well, Roger Ebert's gone now. It's a bit, <laughs> it's kind of a bit late. But still, if, if he wasn't gone, he'd play this and he'd understand. Turning in his grave. So Paradise is a game which... I wanted to refer to it as a text adventure, but I was told that is not okay, and it's not a text adventure, it's much more sophisticated than that. It kind of feels like a text adventure to me. You begin in a world, and then you type create something, and that thing that you create can be anything. So what would you create? Um, I would create a house. Okay, so you type create a house, yeah. and then it would say, you know, you see a house here. And then, in order to interact, you type become a house. Oh. And then you can become that house. You can give it a description <coughs> stuff. And then as that house, you can create something else. For example, a forest. And then you can enter the forest as a house. Wait, can... so you're, you are a house yes. just freely moving about in a forest? Yeah, but then you can leave the house. And then you can see the house inside the forest. And then you can become an 
and then you'll see Anne and a house in the forest. And then you can, you're inside Anne, which, you know. No one wants to be. And then you can become something like, you know, some guacamole (laughs) inside Anne. I know. This is, I don't understand. When you say inside, what do you mean? I like to think the fact that the reviews theme finished at that point was just Simon somewhere going, no, 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 not a game. Not a game. No, not a game. Not happening. Anyway, apparently it's, I say apparently because this is received opinion and it's not really what I thought, but it's one of the most intelligent video games ever and it's very clever and it plays with the notions of space and existence. I sort of had fun wandering around in this thing, creating things, seeing what other people had made there and seeing how these things nestled inside each other. So uh, it doesn't just describe it, it actually generates an image? No, no, no images. This is a text adventure. So so. how would you actually describe it, given you're not allowed to call it a text adventure? Like, what genre would you... Because it feels I like would maybe call it a text adventure is it an the adventure existential scribble nauta like Yeah <laughs> I think if I read that on a review site I'd get annoyed and wouldn't play the game. <laughs> Uh, and I, I'd also add the writer to my blocks list. <laughs> so, Am I on the list? Oh, no. You are now. Oh, no. No, I, I think it's a really, really interesting experience and uh, I would recommend Googling Paradise and then giving up because that's not the sort of thing that <laughs> Googling is ever going to lead you to the video game with. Where is it? Where can we find it? I don't know, but okay. I'll link it on the One Life Good. Left Twitter. I'll link it on the One Life Left website. Um, let's see. Oh, sorry. I need to give it a score. Seven. It's the end of the show. OLL, One Life Left, AOB. Any other business? We've got any other business, Steve. Well, I suppose we should do some admin and tell you that this is 8-Bitch Nintendo. A song called Rebirth. Again, it's from chipmusic.org. It's pretty jaunty. Got about another 120 seconds of the show left. You said you wanted to talk about girls. Yeah, I was being provocative. <sighs> that is provocative, don't I? Let's talk about girls, Steve. Let's talk about girls. It's the 90s, and Girls are fine now. Yeah. It's not provocative anymore. <laughs> Philippa? Hello. Anything to uh, to talk about? I was still interested in Paradise, but I think that part of the show's been It's gone. over. That's Move over. On. That's over. Become Simon. one life left. <laughs> Simon has shut enter. this down. Interesting. Do not <laughs> ever enough. say enter one life left. Paul, have you got anything you want to... Um, <laughs> Well, deliver in the final segment of the show. I kept saying I was terrified, Ellie. I'm now disappointed it's coming to an end. 
are. And that's how we hope that all of our guests will leave our show terrified as they enter (laughs) and not wanting it to end as they leave. That is the ambition of One Life Left. Um, Yeah, so we've got about a minute left. Just listen to the music. Can't really no, we do, can't that. do can that. Can we? Can we do that? Shall we just plug the party some more? Because you should all come. It is going to be super exciting. Mm. Uh, we're looking forward to all of our guests that have already bought tickets being there. We're looking forward to greeting you, giving you a badge, uh, showing you to the open bar which uh, you have paid for, yeah. and having a lovely time together. Free entry with a drone. Ooh, free Good entry one. for drones. Free entry for drones yeah. with a drone, or if you're like Paul and you have time between now and then, you write as a video game with us as drones. Yes, okay. or program a drone on our behalf. Or to fetch drinks from the free bar. Yeah, or you buy us a drone. Mm, drone. Basically, dro- something drones. 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 <laughs> you're in for free. Drone. Favorite retweet. Drone. We are so sorry for droning on uh, for this length of time. Unretweet, unfavorite. How do I? How do I vote that down? Unfollow. (laughs) Uh, Block. Block. Um, (laughs) Turn off the internet. We have been one life left. Philippa has not been Simon Barron, and we all apologise for that. Paul, you have been (laughs) excellent. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And you have been Anne. And you've been Steve. And we've been One Life Left. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Listening to Resonance 